I will be proud to lead you wonderful guys into battle anytime, anywhere. That's all. strikes spores kicks and fires he struck him out looking it's over it's over the rangers have won the world series ranger fans you're not dreaming the rangers are the world series champions where are we at in society today come after me i'm a man i'm 40. appreciate that question it's the miracle on ice it's Tiger in 05. It's history in the making. This is the Drake Toll Show. Donde es el Drake Toll Show. Eric, can you turn me up a little bit? And me as well. That's Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton. As much as I'd love to not hear Drake entirely for this show. Runs the oh, board. there we go. That's yeah, good. That's, yeah good. That's, that's the good stuff, Aaron. That will do it. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron! Uh, I don't know if you listened to the Matt Mosley show yesterday. Sounded like you did. I did. I did listen to some. Aaron yeah. did. Aaron <laughs> listened to a lot of the Matt Mosley show. That was the <laughs> that was the running joke for the week that I was on the Matt Mosley show. I would walk back into the sales office and they would say, "Hey, I was listening to the Matt Mosley show today." <laughs> Matt Mosley just called me right before I got on the air. Is that right? He has listened. Sorry, Matt. He has listened. I think he knows what time we go on. To the, he's listened to the Drake Toll show. Right. He called once. me at eleven fifty-seven. This might be an emergency. Yes. Here. <laughs> yes. no, the, so the call to me was. Should you uh, get Aaron on the phone? That's no, awesome. I'll not be 11.57 you can't. <laughs> uh, like, I really, I no. Right. <laughs> if you want to talk to Aaron, he could 254-662-1660. The That's CNC a good co- way to reach him. CNC Collision Text Line. And you I'm ever not, watch Reno 911? Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Did you ever watch that, Aaron? Reno oh, 911? I love Reno 911. It's so great. Uh, when she da- so when Trudy dates the serial killer guy. Oh, yes. And he's like, so if I call 911, I can just ask for you. Like, yeah, that'll be great. That's great. It's a great show. Right. La Ballerina. Today on the Drake Toll Show, Baylor has the worst football team in the Power Five. That is a real... If the numbers don't lie. Fact that applies to November 21st of 2023. Uh, 1220. If you're Dave Aranda and you stay, what has to change? What? What do you mean stay? I thought he was already fired. Um... I, we can call our shot in a second. We can call yeah, our shot in a second yeah. whether or not he yeah. does get fired. Let's wait on it. Uh, and then <laughs> Stick around. 1240, let's jump into either high school football or the Dallas Cowboys. What do you want to do? Dealer's choice? Dealer's choice. High school football or the Dallas Cowboys? Ooh, I really like talking about both of them. There's one I like talking about a lot more. High school football But there's is. some Cowboys intrigue this week. I mean, obviously Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, I, on this airways last week, said the commanders were going to beat the Cowboys because it was going to be a letdown after Sunday. I don't think I can say that anymore. And big news for the old ball coach with the Cowboys. Yes, ring of honor. Ring of honor. Big. Huge, even. Congrats. It is a big ring because it's such a big stadium. We should have Jimmy on. 
Let's do that. We should. Yeah. I'll orchestrate that in the next couple of Yeah, days. let's get that done. And then let's find out who is the worst person, the worst member of the Ring of Honor. Not the worst person, I guess, but the, f- the worst member. Ooh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Carl Malone. <laughs> He's probably on there. Walking Jerry to a Lee bar. Lewis probably on there. Uh, Randy Gregory. Um, Dave Greg Blitz. Hardy. That's what I meant. Not Randy Gregory. Don't want to drag Randy Gregory's name through the mud. Dave Bliss pours him a drink. At 1 o'clock, the Big 12's expanding with basketball. Gonzaga's back in the conversation. Also, this is kind of around Big 12 expansion. There were a couple of Big 10 ADs who came out today and said, Ross Dellinger reported this. They said, hey, um, we're just going to go to a super conference model. They're going to leave the NCAA. They're going to pay the athletes a working employee wage and just kind of do their own thing. Finally saying what we're all thinking. Let the Olympic sports do what they want to do. And... Honestly, had <laughs> we done that from the very beginning, it would have been normal. We'll get more into it, but I think that's how probably work. how college athletics should be. Yeah, and it's it more just, or less is on like now it's, it's not on paper or in writing, but the way that we see things. But the complexity like it's of trying to change it to do that is going to be the issue. But I understand why the model is the way that it is as well. Oh, by the way, yeah, and if you're a school like Baylor, you will oh bomb oh. You will no longer ever compete for anything in college athletics. Yeah, that's that would the, be tough. The yeah, and there's that, a, there's a lot more Baylor's than you might think. The out way there this is designed, sense. yes, mm-hmm. this creates a twenty twenty five team. We have the most money. We compete at the highest level. We make the most money because we're good, and yeah. everybody else gets left in the dust. Oklahoma states become Baylor's as well. Yeah. You Texas know? Tech's probably going to be left. Yeah, behind. yeah. I mean, even like in Arizona. I mean, I guess that's. Not as great an example because they are actually putting out that they're broke, but like at one and twenty. How about a little SEC recap, a little preview, A and M and LSU this week. I know you're juiced up for that one. I am. Let's give the Heisman Trophy to that one that, kid. They tried to they tried to really make that into like their big rivalry when mm. they got into the conference. Mm. Which that, yeah, I'm not following the Jaden Daniels hype too much. Really? Are you? I mean, he's a good player. Yeah, he's I know you're you're the guy who. Um, shoots the medicine into your butt is the one who thinks that Jaden Daniels should win the Heisman as well. He's gonna win the. I mean, he's gonna win the Heisman. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, Heisman, so I guess it's just last year the Caleb Williams thing to me was a runaway. Yeah, Max Duggan put up a good fight, but like Duggan, if you looked at the numbers, it wasn't it wasn't really close. Right. If um, we talk about Heisman being a Walter Payton Man of the Year, if we if we yeah if we put mojo vibes 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 into the Heisman fantastic. conversation, Max Duggan wins it this year. I statistically I mean Jaden Daniels is right there. He's yeah. gonna win it. Um Michael Penix Jr. It's just we haven't had one of those I feel like in a couple years here where it's like a march to this person winning the Heisman. Also a Heisman like moment. We used to have every no, that's what I mean. There's no Jaden Daniels Heisman. We used moment. to have that every year. So like RG three was like the Oklahoma. leader in the clubhouse and then has the Oklahoma. Yes. Or on the flip side, someone has the coming out party as the Heisman moment. Johnny Menzel the next year. Mm-hmm. Beating Alabama. If Baylor loses to Oklahoma, RG3 does not win the Heisman. Yeah. I, Lamar Jackson yeah. leaping over a guy like full, just clear hurdle of Everybody, him in the end zone. It's like, okay. Heisman moment. That's probably going to win the Heisman. Yes. Yes. Just, have you felt that way too? I feel like we haven't got that the last. I year. am. So, I if we sat here and had a Heisman conversation, <laughs> I would be so unearthly bored by it. Because it's I, just not I great, man. I don't care this year. There's no public intrigue with any of these figures. I don't even um, care. A Heisman. I don't even. I sit there and I watch college football on Saturday. I don't even care who's going to win the Heisman. I'm throwing football. I'm going to run the football. And that's how I watch college football now. When it comes to the Heisman. In fact, I don't ask care. me who won it two years ago. Ooh. 
Ooh. I don't think I know. Ooh. 2021? Oh. oh, it was that receiver from Bama. I think that was the year before. Uh-uh. I think that was 2020. Devontae Smith won the Heisman? Is yep. that right? Yep. Devontae Smith's a Heisman winner. Yeah. Who and let, a good, I mean, a good one, who to let be that fair. Happen? Who, who, who's one of the best wide receiving yeah. seasons ever. But who and then that in that national that? championship game, he was It was only the top it up. pick in the draft. Good job, guys. I had to Google it, by the way. I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. It was Bryce uh, Young. Oh, yeah. Bryce Young also won the high Solid season. Remember that one time? I mean, not not undeserving at all, but... A, a decade ago, it was Alabama just can't win the Heisman. And they're like, you know what? Now they just win it just all win the time. Yeah, Ingram was the first one. Has Ever the, Has the Heisman lost its luster? All up, by the way, let's... let's 140. I know. <laughs> I know that's... Uh, 140... Th- that's that... This is the beginning of our old man arguments. Like, this is what I think of, and I think, man, am I getting old? Am well, I just... Let's think about this. I don't think not only does the Heisman lost its luster, college football's lost its luster. It doesn't have the same feel. Like, if you go back and watch highlights from a 2006 Egg Bowl between Ole Miss and Mississippi State, where both teams are pretty middle of the road, and it's Thanksgiving Day, and you just sit and you watch those highlights, it makes my heart warm. I get chills and butterflies. I don't care about either team. It's just watching that ESPN graphic, and those two teams duking it out, and you're just like, ah... And now I watch college football. There's all this pomp and circumstance, and I don't. I, I just don't feel like I have a reason. I this weekend, this weekend, this weekend. Okay, college game day crew, their their broadcast crew is at Washington, Oregon State. Didn't watch a down of that game. Don't feel worse off for it. Yeah, that's a top ten matchup too, right? I think Oregon yes. State was right at ten. Yes, that's too bad, man. And I think I think part of it is the playoff, and we see it, like people arguing about it during uh, bowl season is that every pregame, halftime, postgame of whatever bowl is, is just a college football playoff preview. Like, the the conversation is just so stuck on those things, I think, that it doesn't allow us the joy of an Egg Bowl from 2006. Mm, yeah. Am I, am I on to something with that? Which this you, is just me kind of thinking off the top of the head, because I actually agree with you. You it's are, a, but I don't think that's a terrible thing. You are, I don't think it's because... I, I don't think... Yeah, I, I would say the bad doesn't outweigh the good in that. The, we, mm-hmm. we love having the playoff, and right. I think the 12 team is going to be great. This is the apathy. And I hope that is what helps college football. The apathy of a 3-6 and six NFL team. That's what we're, that's what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Is you're going I wouldn't to see, know anything about that. You're going to see a lot more apathy in college football because of the the expanded playoff. And you see it in the FCS. If your team is already 3-6, and six, what is there left to play for? College football bowl games are going to become so irrelevant. Why would you care about a bowl game? Oh, we go to the Meineke Car Care Bowl. That gives true. a rip. Yeah. Is that me? I mean, do they care right now either way? That's not me. I don't think they care right now. Oh, it's me, Aaron. <laughs> Oops. Anyway. That's um, ringer. Sorry. No, I think the 12 team does does the good of so like your point of the NFL, we're 3 and 6, but we got an easy next four games or whatever. We could get on a run and, and make the playoffs here. That's all that matters. You just got to make the playoffs right. and then you'll get in. And then you're one of those middling teams, right? But you don't have that in college football. Mm-hmm. You're like, "Hey, we can make the playoff." And it doesn't matter our draft position next year. It doesn't matter our salary cap or any this that or the other. So I think that will kind of inject some life back into college but football. At the same time, when you think about the so what is what is the thing that's bringing down college football? So life, if is I might ask, so much more. I the first time I really started to notice this was the Baylor Sugar Bowl against Georgia when forty five people were there. It was a terrible crowd. I think Georgia, more Baylor fans at that game. Georgia, than Georgia. no, Georgia. Ah, uh, it was pretty close, man. No. I, there it was, was an unbelievable draw for Baylor. There were so Baylor. few people there that it just didn't... Baylor had more fans at the old Miss Sugar Bowl than they did the, the Georgia one. 
Uh, much more full stadium, by the way, because Ole Miss felt like they had more to play for. That Ole Miss, yes, I think this the Sugar Bowl in general is usually a great Bowl. example. If you're Ole Miss, that's your Super Bowl because it's because always an SEC team that misses the playoff. Where they're going to go, but and not that year with Ole Miss with so Georgia. That's why it was so hyped up. Since they missed the playoff, it was uh, who cares? We don't care about the Sugar Bowl. You know, why would they? They missed the college football playoff. They missed the apex of sport. But that drives me back to ten years ago. You could say the same thing. The same thing. If somebody missed the the, the national championship at the BCS and still went to the Sugar Bowl, why? Why would you care? Why would you care? The pomp, the well, circumstance. I think a great example would be uh, TCU and Baylor. Two years ago, Baylor has its most wins ever. They win the Big 12. They win the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. That is like an unbelievable season. That is a great accomplishment. Again, one of the all-time in the history of the program. Yeah. But TCU thinks they have it better because they went to the playoff last year. Yeah, they do. And they what won a you, playoff game. Yeah. So, what is that a better season, though? It's objective. It's a freaking objective. What are you talking but about? But they didn't win the conference, and they didn't win their final bowl game. So, what are you talking th- about? That is exactly what I'm talking about. Baylor won both of those things. And because we're in the playoff world, you're like, yeah, that's way better. This team did not win the conference, and they lost by 58 in the national championship game, and that's a better season. Objectively. Why? Objective. Why okay. is it better? Then Why is it objectively better? Then let's compare, what, 10 years ago. Let's compare 10 years ago. One team goes to the BCS National Championship, loses the National Championship. Uh-huh. They lost their conference title game, but still got a ticket to the National. This happened to the SEC. Yep. You, could, you did yep. not have to win the conference. You could still go to the BCS title game. In that scenario, being in the we National rem- Championship. We remember 2011 Oklahoma State more than we remember 2011 LSU in this exact example you're giving. There. Okay, and what, what? So what? 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 What is that case? That's no. the, that's the same point I'm making. You're saying that Oklahoma LSU, State didn't make the national championship game. I don't think we remember. LSU did, but Oklahoma State had a better season. They were the Big Twelve champs. They won the Fiesta Bowl. We remember the vibes of this great 2011 Oklahoma State team and how they were robbed. No, we don't remember that LSU I, was in the national I don't championship think that's game. Right. That's not right. Looking at it this way, would you, as a Baylor fan, trade? The 2021 season for TCU season last year. Knowing how and, they both played out. And I, I absolutely would not if you factor in them just being boat raced in the national championship. Yeah, knowing game. how it played out, I would not, Aaron. I would not. I think there's and, – and part of it is there's just as much reasonable momentum that would come from Baylor season as TCU season. Hmm. Neither team, no. especially Baylor, has not capitalized on it. Saw, we just saw the revenue numbers, the media revenue numbers. That's great. But what the, do I care about that? But when you just what talk about do momentum, I care about when that? You talk about, when you talk about momentum, when you say yes, and and so, what have they done with the revenue numbers, brother? We're we're nine months removed yeah, from that. Yeah, we can, we don't know yet. And eleven months removed from when Baylor had their best season ever, they were three on a three-game losing streak, getting ready to play Air Force in their rival stadium in a bowl game that nobody knew the name of. Uh huh. So it's the same thing. We were ready to say they haven't uh, built off the momentum then, and they haven't. Okay, I'm not ready to say TCU hasn't built off the momentum. They of might a not make champion. a bowl game, brother. And the billions of dollars in revenue they, they collected. 
I, when you talk about would you rather win a college football play, one Big 12 team ever is I, my college I, football playoff I team. don't care how much money it brings in as a fan. Then I do not but care. Then, but then you can't use the word momentum and just throw it around really willy-nilly. Okay, you fine. Fan fine. momentum? Then, then, we'll use, <laughs> then we'll use the example of I just don't freaking care how much money that brings in. Okay, great. The, the question that Aaron take posed, momentum, take what, money out. what would you rather have? I, wanna, I would rather have, knowing how this both filled out, they were winning both of the games. I want to go. To I would take that every time. There has been one Big Twelve. Maybe team I'm old school. All time has won a college football playoff game. It's TCU. Sick. I don't they care. They won the national championship. Max Duggan. Like if I could just hang switch, a freaking banner. They already did. They already yeah, did to say to say college they, football w- playoff participants. Yeah, which you would too. I would love to make the playoff, but the but the answer they didn't of, just make the playoff. They won a playoff game against Michigan. They beat I, Jim Harbaugh. I Michigan. would not take that. Over the 2021 Baylor results. They won, I wouldn't. They won the Fiesta Bowl, which is the equivalent of the Sugar Bowl, by the way. And it put them in the college football national. And then gym. they got embarrassed. All of the college football. Baylor played and won them. the Sugar Bowl. And guess and who then watched got it? To, and guess who watched it? And then got it. to coast. No one watched it. It was 7.30 on New Year's night. Don't tell me nobody watched nobody it. Nobody cared about Baylor and Ole Miss. It's a BCS bowl game. It's not a BCS anymore. Nobody Whatever. cared about it's Baylor a, It's a New Year's Six Bowl game. Nobody and that's again, no one cared because everyone's so apathetic about anything outside the college football playoff. It matters so much more than anything else. That is objective. You can't even argue that. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter more, but by the question, I would much it's not like it's not like the Sugar Bowl means nothing or the Rose Bowl means nothing. It's not as big then as what does it mean? As the national championship. It is so small potatoes in comparison to the college football playoff. That's why revenue is down. That's why viewership is down. That's why attendance is down because it's that small potatoes compared to the massive thing that everyone's shooting for that TCU won a game in. I'm not saying that's not a great accomplishment. You understand how I much just wouldn't take that need- over winning the conference and then winning a major bowl game. I'll close my point here. Please do. Do you understand? And we've had this conversation off the air. We had it on Saturday. How much further ahead TCU is than yes. Baylor in yes, college I athletics do. right now? I do. In, in, well, in football, yes. And in, 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 mm-hmm. in football. And in branding mostly is what we're talking about. But and yes, I do. The reason why. Baylor and TCU have both seen great success in the last two years, right? Yes. They've both seen <laughs> an apex. And TCU is leagues ahead of Baylor because of one thing. The college football playoff. I am not saying it's not a help. It I'm is not saying it's not a it's help. It's the crux. But I would take the two wins and the two championship banners. It didn't help Over you nationally. That. It didn't help your exposure. Didn't second help you in the conference, second in in the playoffs, second in Heisman. Second in the what? In the playoff. Oh. I'm not saying they did. Well, I'm not saying it's not a great thing, and that's awesome for them. But I would take those two wins over getting to the playoff just to get boat raced any second they of the day. They won the play. They won a game in the playoff. You are and, but, completely but discounting. Who remembers them. that? Who is going to remember that in 10 years? They're going to say, oh, TCU? That's the team that lost by 60 points Brother, in the National who's Championship Who's going to remember game? Baylor winning a Sugar Bowl? Less people than remember <laughs> TCU winning people a college remember football this. playoff game. People remember Big 12 titles. Yes. They will remember a Big 12 championship. Mm. Yes, they will. Mm. Okay. And I'm not, not saying, I'm not even saying, I'm not, not even saying TCU had a bad season. It's great what they did. That was awesome. But knowing what we know... At the postseason's retrospective, I am taking the two championship banners every time. Mm. Every time. That's something wow. you could hang in and point well, to. Well, they have a championship. They have one championship banner. 
the 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 equivalent of Baylor the Sugar Fiesta Bowl, Bowl is their Fiesta Bowl. Then then you say the Fiesta Bowl. No, then, that's, then say, then not, say, no, then it's say good. The it's Sugar good. Bowl. It's good. It's the same damn thing. The Sugar Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are even, and the TCU won the Fiesta Bowl. Baylor won the Sugar Bowl. The only thing TCU is missing is the Big Twelve Championship. The only thing Baylor's missing and, and, is a trip to the college and they didn't playoff, win their last game. A win that's in the college football playoff, a national championship. Baylor doesn't check any of those boxes. TCU checked. I don't. I I. <laughs> the, then why do we even play for the Big 12? That's if it's not going to mean anything? That's the whole conversation so you're we're going to have in an hour. Okay. But is that we're not going right, to anymore. We, it's not going to exist anymore. But that's not the conversation we were having right now. Well, we, yes, it's part of it. It's certainly part of it. You're right. You're asking a correct question. We're so past a break. They're about to burn the studio down. They want to do that every time we're in here anyway. Aaron's foaming at the mouth right now. Look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. Oh, he... Oh, he just punched <laughs> through the glass. Oh, no. We lost Aaron. I'm going to tell you again. We lost Aaron. <laughs> uh, coming up, if you're Dave Aranda and they don't fire you, what do you do? Living pretty good. This is the Drake Toll Show. Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Friday, Black Friday in the Farrell Center hosting McNeese. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 2 p.m. tip-off Friday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor Women's Basketball on 104.9 FM. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily, and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. 
Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Mosby's Land Management is a family-owned business that's been serving the Central Texas area for over 20 years. We're an all-inclusive land management company that provides services such as tree trimming and removal, stump grinding, land cleaning and clearing, mulching services, demolition, cleanup, haul-off, culvert installation. Give a local Central Texas company an opportunity to work for you on your farm, ranch, personal property. Give me, Mosby, a call, 254-749-1648, or check us out on Facebook. I'll treat your place like it's my own. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Welcome back to the Drake Toll Show. It, you know, I know yesterday's song was like a spiritual experience because it was uh, an effective, you know, about the triune God. But this one hits me in that, you know, it's like, yeah. Really, uh, really genuinely hits you, genuinely hits you. It comes over me. And oh, I, no, no! I think it's the perfect song. Now, was this song created with me in mind? <laughs> the answer is probably no. The intention was not for me to be infatuated with that with that song. Probably not. But it is a stroke of genius. What do you think that song's about? Um, I would have to guess small horses. Yes, Petting, a petting zoo. Yes. Yeah. Also, SMU. Yeah. You guys have nailed Maybe. Which is a great segue into college football. They play that? So, all right. Boy, if they were around, like if, if Twitter was around in the 80s, they would have claimed a national championship so hard. What? Two, maybe? Let's, and then, well, and then they would have been exposed so much quick, quicker, quicklier. Well, one of them, they were like, whatever, and I think number two in the nation, but they had already had a bowl ban. Mm-hmm. So they were twelve and zero with nowhere to go, eleven and zero back then. So that they would have claimed that so hard. Would you two five four six six two sixteen sixty? Would you claim the nineteen eighty two SMU national championship? Let us know two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Would you rather have Baylor's twenty twenty one season or TCU's twenty twenty two season? For Baylor, a Big Twelve championship. You did lose TCU that year, by the way. Yep, of course. For Baylor, a big Naturally, that's redundant. That goes without saying. Big 12 championship, and then you go, you miss the college football playoff by a game because TCU beat you, and you go to the Sugar Bowl, you win 21-7 over Ole Miss. For TCU in 2022, we also factor in the Heisman candidate, Max Duggan, who finishes 
He finishes second in voting. Is college football's darling. Everybody loves him. They lose the Big 12 championship to Kansas State and eventually beat Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl, the equivalent, it's an equivalent to a Sugar Bowl, to go to the national sure. championship where they lose, here's your fun caveat, 65-7. I think that scoreline plays into it. That's, is that where you balance your argument here? Is because of what I, that I think score so, is? I, no, I think subconsciously it plays into it the more I think about it. But no, I'm still, I'm still taking my Baylor season. Okay. Maybe I'm too close to that one as well, but I'm taking that season. And the, I like the and, championships. And why? You like the fact that Baylor has two championships compared to TCU's one. Yes. Okay. Yes. But this is also of my mindset of, look, TCU, it was an upset over Michigan. I didn't think they were going to beat Michigan. Um, Baylor was an upset over Ole Miss. No, no, no. So no where no, are you going with this? But I'm saying, I'm just trying to say, I don't want to take away from their Fiesta Bowl win. That's awesome. It's a beautiful day out for the Frogs. It's a great bragging statement to have. But when you then have to play another bowl game, to me, that's just an, that's empty. Like, you didn't win the last one. Mm-hmm. Whereas Baylor won their conference championship, and yes, it would have been a big letdown if they then didn't go and win the major bowl game that they earned their way to. Yep. But they did. Yep. So, like, if Baylor won that Sugar Bowl... And then went on and lost to, you know, Alabama in another bowl game. It would not feel as good. I, we we talked about this being in Amon G. Carter on Saturday. TCU fans can't wear a national championship shirt. They can't wear a college, they can wear a college ball playoff. They can wear a Fiesta Bowl. They cannot wear a national championship but shirt. But like the shirt that says, you know, TCU versus Georgia. TCU, national Georgia, championship. national championship yeah. at uh, SoFi Stadium. I would, I, I think we're giving Baylor too much credit for not making it as far as TCU. We are giving Baylor credit for not having the next game. And by we, I mean you. You're giving Baylor <laughs> yeah. some, hey, you get more bonus points because you didn't make the college ball playoff, and by virtue of that, didn't have to play an extra game. You just sure. got to win your bowl game and go home. Just liked it more. You just had less stakes. So yeah, you get to end your season on a win, but I, I was there. I, I went to SoFi. I went to the TCU-Georgia game. And I remember about a half hour before, Pentatonix does the national anthem, sitting there in a, I, I snuck my way into a suite. Beautiful evening, because you get to see TCU get stomped. But 30 minutes before, I had this sunken feeling of, oh my gosh, this is the biggest game in college football. This is the apex of sport collegiately. And I've never felt this way about Baylor. I've never seen Baylor here. I've never, I've Wait, never. you went to a Baylor national championship game. College, yeah. Four, me and 14 of my other friends hanging out in Indianapolis watching Baylor play for yes. national championship. I, well, I mean, you're going to hold COVID against them? I'm not going to hold I'm going to hold COVID against the atmosphere 100%. I mean, I guess, but they were in they were in that game. Brother, you they do won not, the national you, championship. You cannot. You you football did, is bigger than basketball. I know where you're go. going with right. this. You can't but we, how okay, but then you can't say, "Oh, it's the most watched national championship basketball game ever" or whatever it was of the last 10 years. And say, well, it's it's the the stepchild of football, um, like it's not even close. I mean, that is a big deal to it, win the basketball national championship. Sure. Yeah, it's not even close to college football's national championship. That is, un- football is bigger. Yes, by but a I can't, but massive. We're, but march. we're not talking about Omaha. We're not talking about women's college basketball. I'm not it's saying, not but, like it's not in the same realm. Change. Your argument doesn't change. It's college a huge football. deal. Sure. But, but, you're, 
your argument okay, doesn't fine. change. Go on with your football is still you twice as big as basketball. You were at the TCU national championship game as a fan. Football is still twice as big as as, as basketball. I just I don't agree. The on, football is on, bigger on the basis yes. of what metric? I I just I will not say that being losing in the national championship game or being at the national championship game is like a whole nother world compared to being at the basketball national championship. Okay. The final four is a humongous deal. Sure. Yeah. It is not, it's not close to football. Okay, fine. Whatever. You You win. It's not football. I I don't know what, what else to say. You're asking me what my argument is. Basketball is huge. And I'm not saying it's not huge. I'm saying it's not even close to, if I, Baylor in a national championship in football compared to Baylor in a national championship in basketball. It in Texas, yeah, that's not, a big difference. It is not close. That is monumentally bigger to win a national championship in college football. I'm what I'm saying is it's 30 minutes before the game, and I'm sitting there watching TCU warm up on the field, watching Max Duggan throw on the field, thinking, I will. I have never seen Baylor here. I will never see Baylor here. I'm sitting in a national championship again. This is couple it with they had just lost to Air Force. Baylor, I just seen them lose yep. to Air Force at TCU Stadium. And thought these are the biggest stakes in college football, and now I I got so empty to see TCU there and know that Baylor has never done that and will likely never do that. And TCU fans got that satisfaction being in the national championship game. The saving grace of that being the sixty-five-seven deficit. The ratings for the Baylor national championship game against Gonzaga: sixteen point nine two million viewers. The ratings for last year's national championship blowout between Georgia and TCU, 17.22 million viewers. So about 350,000 more people. Interesting. There's your metric. Is that, that double? Ridiculous, terrible TCU. Is that game. double, Drake? There's your metric. And I and that you know what sucks about that is I also went on for a week during the World Series about how much I hate. Like fans caring about TV ratings, but, but that's but it that helps is, the point. It's that is that that helps the point. the perfect metric that gives you Aaron. Yeah. Thank Aaron. you, Aaron. Aaron, and I will agree with you on this. I'll find some common ground before we go to break. I remember that day in the national championship game last year, just thinking all day. I hope they lose. I really, I need them to lose. I can't have them win at all. But also in the back of my mind, that in a way they had already won. I hate that TCU and their fans got that day. That day of buildup. Mm-hmm. Everyone together, LA, national championship game, mm-hmm. being one of the teams that everyone talks about for a week. Everybody. And it could have gone worse. Yeah, which is hilarious. <laughs> fans were leaving the game early. Hilarious. In the national championship. Which takes a lot. Um, I, but I yeah. did hate that they got that day, and that's something they will have... Forever. Over Baylor. Forever. But what I would also say is that's all well and good, but in my Baylor argument, I can go down and point to the thing that actually makes it stay forever. The national. The, the national. The Big 12 championship and the Sugar Bowl trophy, which, by the way, I don't and know why Baylor doesn't put their bowl game wins in the stadium. Maybe that's, maybe that's a big thing here is the stakes. To me, I think the stakes of college athletics matter more than winning. That's what fa- The reason Dave Aranda's probably going to be fired is because there have been no stakes. There's nothing to root for. There's, nothing, there's no hope. There's no hope. You need stakes. In terms it's, of a national stake? The, the best part, the, I, I truly believe that the best part of life's biggest moments, it's the buildup. 
It's the day before that's the greatest. Yes. The day before, it's the 30 minutes before that's the greatest. The moment of, you just, it's also emotional that it's, it's not to afterward, you really get to soak it all in. That's the stakes. That's what TCU got. Hey, Tony, we're pushing a break here, my friend, but we want to get you uh, involved. Tony, uh, welcome to the Drake Toll Show again. No, that was, I, thank you, guys. That was a great conversation. Um, I, I, I mean, I was going to, I jumped hit a bunch of different points that I was probably going to hit on myself. Um, a, I would never want to be a TCU fan. So I, you know, great. They made a national championship, but they got absolutely boat raced. I yeah. mean, I guess that's better, but I hate to pile on you, Cam, here. Um, I, I don't think you do hate I it, guess, Tony. I, I think the 65 to 7 score does take away a lot of the luster of being in that national championship. I do understand what you're saying. It's a national championship. You want a ball game, you weren't supposed to win, but so did Baylor. And I thought Baylor had three Big 12 championships, not just two, if I'm not mistaken. They've got be three, yep. He does, ironically enough. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but, yeah, I mean, imagine being Gonzaga. You're 31-0, and then you get boat raced in the national championship game. Yeah. I think Gonzaga cares about being 31-0. Um, That's a good point, Tony. You didn't, win the la- you didn't win the last game. You... You're not Indiana, so yeah. I know we got to be quick here. Um, so that's really, I mean, kind of what I was going to say in a nutshell. Long story short, yeah. but I do, I do have one thing that you made a comment yesterday about um, St. Mary's School of the Blind in Carolina. Um, that's an affront to the School of the Blind, for the record, to compare them to Carolina like <laughs> I'm that. I'm going to have to apologize to School of the Blind <laughs> for demeaning them so much by comparing them to Carolina. Uh, Tony, Reindeer Games question of the day, and you already hit on it. Would you rather have Baylor's 21 season or TCU's 22 season? Uh, Baylor's 21 season Boom. because I don't want to be TCU. <laughs> yep, there it is. Man, thank you for your call, thank Tony. You guys, y'all have a great day. Good to talk to you. Uh, yeah, I think you hit the day. I mean, look, if you're Gonzaga, you still can't wear the national championship shirts. Yes, you still, you which also pushes back against shirt. the argument I had yesterday talking about China Springs seniors of, like, they still accomplished a lot. Mm-hmm. But we are in an absolute world now. We're of an absolute generation, Drake. No moral victories. No moral victories. When we come which is back, okay to me, I guess. Dave Aranda is certainly coaching for his job, but his job might still be secure. This is the Drake Toll Show. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Prescott's under center. Only heard here. He fakes it to Pollard. Gives a reverse to Lamb. Block on the end. All season. Lamb will walk the dog. Touchdown Dallas. Thanksgiving Day. It's your Cowboys and the Washington Commanders. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys football Thanksgiving Day, starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Moving is fun, said nobody ever. Jay here from Pickup Outfitters, and let's face it, moving sucks. But we did it, and now we're in our shiny new location. Announcing, ta-da, the new world headquarters of the Pickup Outfitters Center to End Truck Nudity. Maybe you've seen all the work going on Waco Drive with the new silver and red building. The new location is 4535 West Waco Drive, in between the old Richie's Westernware and Diamore Jewelers. That's just a half mile away from our old location. We got some cool new equipment and services coming soon. 
But one thing that won't change is that we're still outfitting naked trucks. From bed covers and steps to toolboxes, hitches, grill guards, Pickup Outfitters also does the heavy-duty stuff. Full front replacement bumpers, airbag suspension, goosenecks, fifth wheels. Come by and see us, even if it's just to say hi and get a free cup of coffee. Pickup Outfitters has moved. 4535 West Waco Drive in between the old Richie's Westernware and Diamore Jewelers. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today the source for baylor athletic news and information espn central texas okay everyone check this out from diamori fine jewelers in waco diamori fine jewelers now has their own diamond growing machine right here in their own super lab Yes, you've always been able to get a better premier diamond for the best price at Diamori Fine Jewelers, but now they have their own growing chamber. Yes, they still have Earthmine Diamonds and a great selection of those too, but now if you're in the market for a lab-grown diamond, this is a game changer because you can now get them directly from the source. No middleman markup and only the very best high color, high clarity, and high transparency material. So you can get an incredibly beautiful diamond at an amazingly low price. Come by Diamori Fine Jewelers on Waco Drive just past New Road and talk about your dream diamond that will become a reality. Diamori Fine Jewelers at DiamoriFineJewelers.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100-plus years of combined experience, specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Hola. Como se dice this? Is the Drake Toll Show. Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton, Cage the Elephant. You know this one? Yes, I do. Money does not grow on trees. No. Buyouts don't grow on trees. Speaking of buyouts, what about our friend Dave Aranda? 
What about him? Nice guy. Good you know, guy. Let's do Very the thing nice that every show on this station and every <laughs> show in Baylor Media. Let's get the preamble. Every pe- here's here's what's oh it's so good. You go to LSU, go to Baton Rouge, where there are podcasts, radio shows, beat writers, etc. And a coach goes three and nine. Mm-hmm. They will not start the show with <laughs> this coach is a nice guy. Really he's got like a, this guy. He's got a good family. You know he means well, and I hate it. No, they will open the show with. Fire the damn coach now. Why Whereas hasn't it happened yet? Here, everywhere except for Twitter, you hear, ah, you know, Dave's such a good guy, and his staff's so great. They're all so nice. But this is, and this is what I will put out there for you. If you put Dave Aranda, hidden figure, behind door number one, and just gave you all the quotes, all the, the records, everything, you probably fire the guy. You, you do. You fire the guy behind door number one. The trajectory is so yeah. so bad. You give recruiting. You give NIL. You give some of the answers to a couple of the bites from the press conferences. You go like, who's the guy behind door number one, and why is he talking about Berenstein Bears? <laughs> He's probably going to get fired. However, everybody listen and listen good. I'm calling it right now on November 21st that by the time – November 21st rolls around in 2024. Dave Aranda will still be the head coach of the Baylor football program. To the dis- oh, to wow. the disservice of the Baylor football program, Baylor will not fire Dave Aranda this offseason. They will bring him back next year. And we will have to hold on to some sort of mythical hope that Baylor is good. Listen to this metric. This is... I, I think Baylor's going to hold on to Dave Aranda this offseason. I think Baylor's going to hold on to Dave Aranda, knowing what Baylor is, what this athletic department is, how this athletic department is going to settle. They will settle for losing. Listen to this. FEI ratings, Baylor is 92nd in the country. There are 130 oh. teams. Baylor is 92nd in the country in FEI ratings. West Virginia is 37th. TCU is 34th. Meaning Baylor's going to be they're going to get beat by 40 this week against West Virginia. Baylor's offense is 90th. Their defense, everybody wants to fire Jeff Grimes, their defense is 111th from your national championship defensive coordinator. You have the 111th defense in the country. Is that good, huh? For perspective, this is from Peter Pope. In 2007, the first year that FEI began, began, this is the first year they started tracking it, Baylor finished the season ranked 93rd in the country. 103rd in offense, 77th in defense. That is 40 spots better. Baylor 2007 was 40 spots better than this Baylor team. Guy Morris. The This would be, they are on pace, for the worst season at Baylor since the Guy Morris era. Since the they started the metric. So it doesn't become a, oh, uh, could 2017 beat that 2017 Baylor We're past team beat that, this man. year. We no, we have decided that We're 2017 that. team would beat Baylor by 14 points. We're now asking the question: Could this Baylor team beat any of the 20th century, 21st century? It's it is that bad. I mean, Not the a, way Josh Hoover had the game Saturday, you don't think Sean Bell would do that? I think he Sean Bell defensive part. would probably tear apart Baylor. And and PJ what's Finley? what's wilder? What's even more wild? is that that 2007 defense is so much better than this Baylor defense and so much better analytically than this Baylor yeah. offense. Yeah. I don't know if this Baylor offense would score 
against one of the more middle. Two thousand seven wasn't awful, but a uh, middle, not good, but a middling. Yeah. For historically for Baylor, pretty great. Yeah, historically, uh, yeah, not bad. But a middling Baylor team in 07 makes this one look puny and bad. A Sean Bell quarterback Baylor team, Dominic Ziegler at wide receiver. He has 150 yards. Sean Bell has three touchdown passes. That 07 team wins 35-24. And they're just so far off the pace, too. Like, I'll use a recent example of Sonny Dykes coming in at TCU to make this more of a TCU show. Yeah. Patterson gets fired November the year before. They're not a very good team, but there's spots there. Like the two years before that, they were they were decent. They had young guys they were building on. Sonny Dykes comes in, and one of those guys is Max Duggan, and they go to the championship game. Yeah, which like, Duggan Baylor, started the season as the backup, by the way. Right. Yeah. They were so far from that. Like you can't watch this every Saturday and not say, this needs to be a complete overhaul. Yeah. I don't know how many TCU fans were saying, hey, we're one or two pieces away. That turned out to be correct. Um, but th- no Baylor fans saying that. Tech fans are saying that. And they really... Hey, we were like one injury or a couple bounce of balls away from you know being in the Big 12 championship game. Yes. And they're still in contention for Big 12 championship or, game. Or even Dave's first season where you were like, all right, well, let's get him some time to actually work with these guys. And they've got some veterans here. They can work. We're so far from that. Yes. This team needs a complete overhaul. And I can't tell you what to do as a fan. I can't tell fans at home what to do. But if if Dave Aranda, what they needed in 07. If Dave Aranda is brought back next year, I don't know. For your sake, on your behalf, I don't know how you show up. I don't know how you buy tickets. I don't know how you spend money and time Just and donations. Do you rally behind? And I don't know when your university when your your university effectively tells you, "Hey, we're good with settling for this for a couple of years." Why? Why would I be excited about that? Why would I want to give to that? And for a school like Baylor, which is a term I use a lot, but not even unique. It's a, a unique place. But not even like a a Miami um who has struggled to bounce back. Yes. But it feels like each year we let this mediocrity happen at Baylor. You're not falling behind another year. You're falling behind another two or three years. Yeah. With again, and I know we'll talk about it, but the way he handles NIL and the transfer portal, that's that's one thing. But just with the resources that Baylor has, it it becomes a, a two or three to every year, every other school's one, one and a half. And I think we've got some sound of an interesting quote yesterday. Uh that's loading. But Dave talked about NIL yesterday, and he was saying, like, this is on me. Which we mentioned during the show. Probably something he didn't need to offer up. Yeah, was like, hey, I'm not very good at the NIL thing, um, which also pushes back on something that Mac Mac Rose has been telling us all season of, no, it's not that bad. You'll Aaron, see it in the in next Aaron, year, the year after. I got it to you, Aaron. There, it's just sent it on. Uh, I DM'd it to you on Twitter. So, well, you got the sound? Uh, no, I just, I DM'd it to Aaron on Twitter. So, oh, you got it. He's got it. He's got it. One of the things that's always that's always been a struggle is, and I think, you know, for here, it's the way to balance it, is the um, the labeling and the judgment that comes when, um, you know, you're in a transactional thing. When, um, you know, if you're labeled this, I treat you like that. If you're labeled this, I treat you a different way. So much of college football is that, and I've tried very hard not to be that, and have really very much wanted to be that way and to win. And uh, you know, this this year has been a struggle to do that. And so, um, 
when you get into the NIL space and you need to, uh, more so than what we've been, then you open the door to that of just whether it's staff or just anyone in general saying, hey, this is a so-and-so percentage guy or allocation guy. This is another allocation guy or, you know, this is that amount, this is that amount. And I think in all of that, you don't want to treat them that way. You know, you want to be able to treat them um, um, yeah, at a much higher, uh, much higher level than any form of payment or money or anything like that. And I just don't think that happens, to be honest. I think it's all accepted that this is a business and you go. And so to be in it but not be of it is, is going to be the challenge. And for me personally, I look at that as just growth and, and, um, and for the, the staff and all of it. And so I think, um, yeah, we talk about it quite a bit. And so I'm excited about kind of what we're pushing towards. I think it's very important, you know, now, you know, so, what we're doing is important, but how we do it is probably. What is he talking about? Here's what just, what here's, was that? That's a great reaction, by the way. Here's what I just heard. What is he talking about? Here's what I just heard. That he is not comfortable running a business. Correct. He that's just, the only thing that I actually got out of it when he, he was talking about that one bit. told me, I am not a boss. I can't find a way to pay my employees. I can't tear the way. So you and I, let's, I'm going to peel back the curtain here. So let's I, do it. I run a small business yeah, that broadcasts high school football games. And guess what? The guy who runs the camera makes more money than the guy who runs the stats. The person who runs the computer who produces makes exponentially more money than the guy who runs the stats. Is the stats guy important? An important and vital member of our team? For sure. Do they deserve, based on the work that they are do, based on the work they are doing, to make the same wage as the producer? The answer is no. Look, look at literally any business that exists. Certain employees make more than others because they bring you more exposure to your school. They bring you a better product on the field. And well, he just told me, "I'm, I'm not comfortable being a head coach." That. He just told you, I'm not comfortable being a head coach. And he's still talking about balancing and ways to balance it. Your quarterback can't make as much as your second string DB. It's ridiculous. I mean, how many of those guys like two years ago at OU were making less money than Spencer Rattler? Yeah, if you don't have It happens, man. Like, I don't have have the heart to do that. I don't have, you know, I'm trying to find a balance. No. That's great. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. Go coach the defensive backs. Yes. Be a great Stock DC. Some shelves. Let somebody Do some else coaching training video. Call the shots. But you cannot. I mean, I don't even know if you could be the defensive coordinator with that attitude. This is especially run, in college football. This program is your business. Yes, your business. And look, I'm sure the other some of the other big programs have people dealing with NIL to the point where the coach just signs off on it, like the president in a bill. Right? I'm sure that that's probably possible. But you can't have that attitude. You just can't. It, this is not going away. So if he's going to be here next year, you need to grow some in that department, man. You got to. And if I'm a fan... We're not I, hurting people's feelings? And I hear that. I, I, what is there left to be a fan for? 
Makes you sick. Man. Love it's of the just, school, but it, it does. It truly listening to that audio clip. Like I, I get that same sinking feeling of, oh no, this is the, this is the guy. It's pure dread, man. Who is in charge of making sure Baylor wins football games, and he just admitted to God and everybody that the, the thing he cannot do is be in charge. That is a bad, scary feeling. Don't like that. Don't like that. Coming up. Mm. We have entered a new age of college football. Ross Dellinger posts today that there are Big Ten teams, an AD, that is making his way with Big 12 schools in tow and ACC and SEC toward dominance in college football as colleges separate from the NCAA and create their own conferences. It's going to happen. It's going to happen soon, and Baylor's going to get left behind. This is the Drake Toll Show. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears close the regular season with a senior day matchup with West Virginia this Saturday at McLean Stadium. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 6 p.m. kickoff. The Bears look to send out the seniors in style, squaring off with the Mountaineers. And all of the excitement is here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial business is in good hands. Alliance Bank Central Texas with two Waco locations, also in Temple and Georgetown and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, 46 years in a row. Come to the largest showroom in Texas and experience better at Bird Colgen Ford. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Are you stuck in a nine-to-five trap with the limited pay structure and feel like there's no way out, but you know that you're destined for greater things? At Globe Life Giddens Organization, opportunity is unlimited. My name's Parker, a recent Baylor alum who is looking to be in business for myself, but not by myself. And I'm not only on my way to make over six figures within my first year, but I'm building residual income while doing so. We're looking for competitive, motivated individuals to join our team. For career opportunity, text GLOBE to 41372. GLOBE to 41372. Triple S Sports is your one stop for all your baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from names that you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about league and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. Play ball. 
Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. to the Drake Toll Show. Did she become Irish? This was very Irish folk star. Oh, we're going to listen to something about a pogue. What are they playing that? St- Do they not know what they said about George W. Bush? You think this is the one time W is driving down the road and Crawford right now has 1660 on and is like, I can't, I can't listen to it no more. You know what? I think W has not changed the channel on us. I think W's living okay. Yeah, W spends a third of his year I think if you asked him in 2005 about the Dixie Chicks, he would have said, yeah, whatever. Yeah, probably. I don't think it bothers him. Probably. Well, they got it. They stood up and It bothers him. By the way, if you look at, again, it's like metrics. Sorry, the Chicks. Garth Garth comes along first Mm -hmm. and has one of the greatest runs in music history. I mean, a Taylor Swift-esque run in oh, in the 90s oof. we'll look back in three years and that'll be that statement i just made will be completely blown i think i think taylor's run is as good as just about anybody ever all time yeah uh but garth garth is he garth had a huge run a nuts, huge run yes nuts and then waiting in the wings the dixie chicks they were selling out everything everywhere national phenomenon i mean making it more mainstream Yes. Things that people in New Jersey would listen to. And this to. comes off the heels Country of music. Oh Brother Where Art Thou, which kind of popularizes this folky, more that that style of music. And then some of these artists get to capitalize off of that, the Dixie Chicks being included. Oh. And then... Are we just going through the, the lineage, the downfall of popular country music? Then one fateful day in London, Natalie's like, yeah. you know what? I don't think we should be at war right now. After 9-11... What's the one thing you couldn't say? Hey, buddy, I don't know if we should be at war right now. Sorry about George Bush. Can't do that. And America said, I'm done. It is the last time we will get a hey, CD hey. from the Dixie Chicks in this household. If someone, if someone announced today they were not, they were embarrassed to be from Texas, yeah. I'd do the same thing. Yeah. I'd I, do um, the same thing. If Mo Bandy came out, I was like, you know what? Anything else, but don't say you're embarrassed to be from Texas. Mo Bandy says, I, I don't like being from Texas anymore. I give up. Pat Green. Mm. You know what? I hate this Didn't state. not have that, man. Mm-mm. Burning all my CDs. John Denver. Yes. Lubbock. Uh, I think he was born somewhere in Texas as well before he started dead. bouncing around and went yeah, he's to dead. Tech. 
He's dead. No, he, he is for sure. That's why I don't like flying. That at one forty. I don't like flying because of John Denver and Marshall in seventy four and uh, Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly, the big bopper. I will say about all these things except Marshall. All the other ones were barely airplanes. Yeah. That's if you're not flying private, you're probably not dealing with that particular uh, Jim Croce, right? Croce was playing? No. Right? Wasn't he? Uh, I think so, after doing a show in Natchitoches. Oh, uh, those people that ate each Leonard other Skinner. in the Himalayas. Otis Redding. Uh, yeah. Rocky Marciano. Dude, see? One of my favorite athletes of all time. If you fly enough. Newt Rockney. If you fly enough. That was also 1931. <laughs> Barely an airplane. What? Um, here's. Is it so odd that... A very few professional athletes die in a plane, and they fly as much as as these artists. Yeah, I mean so the, the ones that you die? see, the ones that you see are the ones who do it on their own. Roy Halladay, yeah. um, Corey Lyle, you could kind of Kobe, but it's a helicopter. I wouldn't do that. You couldn't pay me to get in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. It's also how Stevie deal. Ray Vaughan died in a helicopter crash. Stevie Ray Vaughan's a helicopter. Yeah. Why are we getting small planes and helicopters? You will never find me in I'm, unless they're taking transporting me. Unconscious to medical facilities. I am made in <laughs> the God's irony image. of that. Right. You know, <laughs> and God's image is that I have two legs to walk. That is what I. That's what I was meant for. These We've legs been on were planes together, walk. and I hated it. I I don't like flying. I prefer actually road tripping, but that's just a different part of my personality. Yeah, and then and I then love the, all a these good the big trip. plane truth for big plane. These truthers <laughs> that come out and are like, well, driving's way more dangerous than flying. They're kind of right. Yeah, but don't tell me that. You can't convince me. I have control over my car. I don't have control over the plane. No, that's true. That's, I get that. 254-662-1660. Are you Tell me about your favorite plane crash. Or are you not deathly afraid of flying? What is your favorite plane crash? The one in the Himalayas where they had to eat the people and they made a movie about it? Yeah. You don't remember it? No. They all became cannibals and they just walked away. Yeah, I I know the story you're talking about. I know the story you're talking about. I don't remember the movie. A good movie? Did you watch it? Uh, it's fine. You watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Did you like that? Uh, yes, it was spectacular. No notes. Very good. I also watched Hunger Games. It it's terrible. not available yet. Okay. Which you said it was. Go to the movie theater, man. Well, I can't anymore. That's it's right. Done. It's, out, it's out of theaters. It's done. I know. I, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. That's. I haven't seen the Fablements yet either. No, I'm just really excited to see. It's basically a Spielberg like biopic. Basically, it's autobiography and on screen. Action. College athletics. <laughs> Is headed for talk the, about a movie. The Great Split. Ross Dellinger writes, "We need to recreate or relaunch the NCAA." So he has talked to athletic director Damon Evans, Maryland athletic director Damon Evans, set before a group of college athletic stakeholders inside a conference room at the Marriott Marquis, given credit, and said, "You know what? You know what? The Great Split's coming. That here before too long, he, colleges he will go he was away from the NCAA. Decide to." do things on their own, and start paying athletes on their own. Now, this comes off the heels of, and I know this has nothing to do with it, but the Big 12 has had conversations with Gonzaga, and apparently that thing is kicked back up. We already talked about the Washington State, the Oregon State thing, and the future of those two teams, where they fall in college football. And this, this would put everybody behind not just the punch, but it would bury them in college football. A TCU, done. A Houston, done. A Baylor, done. Maybe if you're like at Oklahoma State, a Texas Tech, you can try to scrounge up enough money to be involved in this, which would become a, a business. This is the NFL yeah. now. This is, hey, you're a college athlete, but the school is going to pay you to come play here. And for a few years, it will be those smaller, smaller schools 
playing in the NCAA still, which will basically be the NIT mm. until until the money just dries up. Can we think about this too? This is and this is the direct quote from Evans. I do believe five years from now, we're talking very quickly. There's a great split here where the universities pay athletes. He says five years from now, we'll be at a point where we are sharing revenue with student athletes. Now, is that fair? We have completely That's the Rubicon. We have moved away. From the age of, oh, your payment is an education. We give you a great education. You play a couple years of football for us, make us millions or billions of dollars, and you go away. Now it becomes, and this is all, this comes at a national level. Congress is meeting yep. over this stuff right now, saying, yeah, should these be athletes stuff? Yeah. Because TCU just made $3 billion in revenue from, in media revenue from a college football playoff appearance. How many of, how many of those dollars did a Max Duggan see? How many of those dollars did these players see? And they're making Mr. Rich White Guy $3 billion over TCU. And that was always the real argument, right? And, and it kind of split that argument of paying players between what an NIL could do and, and this portion of it, just mm-hmm. the revenue in general. Because it came out with the Ed O'Bannon had seen his player being used in a NCAA basketball game on a throwback team. And he yeah. said, well, I'm not getting any money for this. And so that's where it kind of starts, right? The jerseys and the, the likeness uh, in the video games and all that. But really, the, the core argument was, look at the money these schools yeah. are making off these guys. Yeah. Like, how much money, we're talking billions, that the University of Florida made off of Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. right? Or, or Clemson off Deshaun Watson. Or, name your your player, even the biggest schools make hand over fist for the, on the backs of these guys. And, and yet they still don't see any of it. Yeah. I like NIL and the, and the compromise it brings about, because as we've seen, you can get paid pretty handsomely Yes, in NIL. I mean, Quinn Ewers was over a million bucks at Ohio state without taking a meaningful snap, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think you could do very well off it. But how long does that last? And to how sit, long does that last? For someone, especially, I think TCU. Sorry, is a great example, right? Because it's still, it's never going to be one of the big NIL schools, and that's fine in terms of competition on the field. That might not hold them back. But someone like Max Duggan last year or Quentin Johnston are saying, "Man, you know, I'm doing all right here. I'm doing okay." But I just saw the report. We br- we're going to bring in $3 billion by playing in these playoff games and risking our, our lives, our lives, livelihood in these playoff games. And I'm going to make 600 k Yeah. Like my guy that I'm lining up across the corner, Quentin Johnson, the cornerback I'm lining up against at Georgia is making a million just off the bat, even though it's the same structure. Yeah. But if I'm taking TCU to this place they've never been before, then yeah, I think I might want the revenue instead. This is going to take all autonomy out of, of what NIL is. That's the thing. Because it's, I mean, it's almost going to make NIL useless. This may do what Dave Aranda mentioned, which was pay everybody. Even how do you now? How do you divvy it out if the school is doing a revenue sharing program? So, True, and you're already doing it at the school level and the conference level. It becomes if my school's revenue is a billion dollars a year, and your school's revenue is seventeen billion dollars a year, and I'm an athlete. Obviously, the revenue share is going to be so dramatic between those yep. two schools that you would never touch. The billion-dollar school. You would never settle 
for a 17th, a 20th, a 50th of what somebody else is making when both of those schools have given you an offer. This buries a even a Texas Tech, an Oklahoma State, an Arizona, an Arizona State, every everybody yeah. in the Big 12, yeah. aside from maybe BYU, is going to be completely avalanched by this. Yeah, I think you start to see... Because you can't that compete. there are a lot more Bailers out there. You I mean, can't compete with the the SEC money, the the Big Ten money. Yeah, I mean, would Mississippi State like have to have to go out the door? Does no, the SEC 100%. say, you know, this this school ain't going to make any money? This is Missouri. They're not, they're not going to make any money. Get them out of here, and then they're on the short end of the stick twice because they're they're one of those schools that can't compete <laughs> with the financial structure, and they're kicked out of the only thing that would be able to make them compete in the financial structure. It's going to get if this happens, which I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's going to be ugly, very ugly, and. I mean, not to sound too dramatic, but it is the end of college sports as we know it. It's the end of the Big 12. It's the end of the SEC. It's the end of the Big 10. It's the end of of the way the current conference structure is. Because, and this was what uh, Kevin White has quoted, this Yahoo Sports from Ross Dellinger, former Duke and Notre Dame athletic director, says, futuristically, we need to recreate or relaunch the NCAA. We have a good leader in Charlie Baker who can do that. (laughs) There's some modeling going on. There's some modeling going on. So they're already talking about where do we go from here? What do we do? The models are being created. What might this look like? Yeah, because, and, I mean, you said it at the beginning. They're going to break away, and that's going to be very easy. And this is, he says. create a new governing body. This is devastating. It is beyond devastating. It's nuclear. It, it takes what the current format is with the NCAA. It, the schools themselves are starting to look at, around the room, 1984 style, and go, wait a second. What? Why are we letting this guy control? What are we doing? Why don't we could take more revenue? We could build our own revenue sharing, our own revenue sharing outlet. We could kick out. I mean, if you're a if you're a Florida State, this is the argument a lot of ACC schools are making. They don't want to play Boston College. They don't want to play Syracuse. They don't know what they're missing. Florida State doesn't want to play. Florida State wants to go play in the SEC and make that amount of money. And and at this point, when it, it's the same again, the same thing with the Dave Aranda deal. We, you can have pity on the fact that these are college kids that get mixed up in the middle of this, but it just is a businessman. Yep. And, and these yep. are the employees. When you separate college athlete and an employee, that comp, it makes it so much more complex. You've got to ex- understand these college athletes are employees. They are the ones making the $3 billion yeah. that TCU just got in media revenue. Why aren't they seeing a share of it? That's what some of these schools are starting to ask, and they're going to pull away from the NCAA or re- restructure the NCAA, restructure conferences to make this a level playing field for the big schools. We've actually seen this almost happen in professional sports. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much how in tune you were into it two years ago, uh, the Super League. <laughs> yeah. But it was... It was not good. It was three years ago now, actually. Um, it, but it was basically the biggest soccer clubs in Europe were saying, we're not doing these domestic leagues anymore. Uh, we just want to play the other ones because there's such a big difference in power structure like there is in college football with Michigan and Ohio State at the top in the Big Ten. Well, that's Real Madrid and Barcelona in Spain because then it's 50 feet of crap. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we don't want to play these teams anymore. We want to maximize our revenue, um, not have any kind of sharing or anything and just play the big boys all the time. And they were basically bullied out of it uh, because they do like tradition, I guess. The English were saying, you know, I want Liverpool to play Luton Town. I don't want them to play Bayern Munich every week. And so I don't, but I don't know that that, I bring that up to say, I don't know that that happens in college football. Yeah. The, I think Michigan and Ohio State say, yeah, I want to play Alabama. I want to play Notre Dame. I want to play USC. I, I don't want to play Purdue. 
and this because Maryland. the money, the money yes. in playing those yes. games is so much more the exposure. And, and, and I think the fans like that better than they would in in soccer. You know what I mean by that? That I think the fans like that competition more. Yeah. You know, in soccer, they say, well, then that takes all the fun out of it. And that might happen, but I don't think college football fans are going to think like that. The the Maryland AD says, I used to be one of the Nor ADs. Nor do I think they hold the power like they would in those countries. I used to be one of the ADs saying, we don't have the money to do that. At the University of Maryland, it's challenging to make ends meet. But a student athlete might look at us and say, just reallocate the funds. And he said that now with a $1 billion a year television contract, the Big Ten just signed, that athletes have a reason, have a, 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 a gripe to say, where's ours? Yep. And they absolutely do. Of that billion dollars that you're Mm -hmm. giving to these coaches who are not as integral as the players in sometimes in very, I mean, you know, you're right. Either your coach, your best three players, right? And those best three players aren't even touching what the coach is making. Even, even just beyond a like take out the football expert argument, because sometimes the football expert would say, yes, the coach means more. But just in general, Mm -hmm. these are the kids putting their livelihoods out on the line. And putting their bodies on the line. We are so very close to taking the entire establishment, crushing it down to zero, calling college athletes employees, and giving them the the money that they are making for university president X. Which makes me think if there's going to be some sort of regulation to that, once that comes out, it's going to be the Wild West for a couple years, your regulation then becomes free agency and salary caps. Exactly what you have in the professional sports. And there will be no Baylor Bears I mean, think of, in that conversation. Think, I mean, just think of A&M was a big athletic department always. But they went into mega money zone after Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Like, th- there's just, it, there's no way to quantify what one or two athletes can do for an athletic department in a university. Can't, at any level, from the A&M, which was already big, to the Baylor which RG3 took them to the next level. Or Boston College, that you mentioned before. Doug Flutie took them to the next level. Those are little schools. Even the big ones like A&M could be raised even farther with having someone like that. Yeah. So, it, yes, they are going to start asking for it, and it's going to be a scary, scary situation for the college football fan. Coming up, Kim Mulkey does exactly what you would expect Kim Mulkey to do. This is the Drake Toll Show. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back in action Wednesday from Brooklyn in the NIT season tip-off against Oregon State, 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off Wednesday. Join Baylor Athletics Hall of Famer Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor Bear Basketball, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Did you know, now's a great time to let Jeff on our Toyota put you in a new or used vehicle. I'm Kyle Tomlinson, General Manager of Jeff on our Toyota, and you can choose from many makes and models, all priced to fit any budget. We also have a state-of-the-art service and body shop and a full-line parts department with factory-trained Toyota specialists. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. 
Choosing where to receive care after a life-changing illness or injury is an important decision for you and your loved ones. Encompass Health Rehabilitation Hospital is committed to helping their patients get back to what matters most. They are the leading provider of inpatient rehabilitation for stroke, brain injury, hip fracture, and other complex neurological and orthopedic conditions. Better rehabilitation starts here. Encompass Health Rehabilitation Hospital, Waco. Learn more at EncompassHealth.com. Is buying a home on your wish list? Whether you are looking for your first home or your next home, an educated home buyer is the best home buyer. NeighborWorks Waco. Free home buyer education workshop walks you through the home buying process and answers your questions about everything from money management, understanding credit, obtaining a mortgage loan, and shopping for a home to protecting your investment. NeighborWorks Waco has assisted over 3,200 families in achieving their dreams of home ownership. Visit us at nw-waco.org and let us help you make home ownership a reality. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Road trip! Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco. Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant, opening in China Spring real soon. Drop on by the Buckle, the place for Bears to be. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Hahn, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at mytotaloffice.com. Goldfish crackers when I'm trying to fake a smile yeah. Them black coffee when hey. I'm trying to walk Woo. a mile Red velvet cake is when I'm thinking Woo. about the island yeah. Dots when I feel I haven't seen her Woo. in a while Welcome Go back to the Drake Tall Show Cameron Stewart, Aaron Sexton, Aaron, you like it? Is that a yes? Not a fan. Oh wow! Oh, just not for him. <laughs> not for him. Aaron doesn't Aaron, like the thoughts on Taylor Swift. Big fan. Big, Big fan. fan. All she does is like release bangers every song, just about like well, seventy-five, eighty percent anyway. I'd like an exact like good, percentage on that when I you like got great it. Seventy-two percent. Music and she makes a lot of it. That's awesome. Let's um, make a lot of pop music. 
And she's big. She's big, man. Let's see. Uh, Kim Mulkey today. Yesterday, I guess. But she has made headlines for, and hear me out, and you're not going to believe it, drama what? in her basketball program. And I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. You're like, oh, why are you talking about Kim Mulkey? Well, because people care. Especially around here, everybody cares. She, um, she was asked in a press conference, basically, where Angel Reese, one of her best players, is. Because she has been, what are you doing over there? Why are you just on your phone? I was looking at something for this segment. What are you playing with? Put it down. My dingling. <laughs> My dingling. Your dingling. I've. Everybody. If you don't sing the song we sing, you must be playing with your own. It's a clock. Get your mind out of the gutter. Right. Uh, Kim Mulkey sat down at a press conference this week, and basically, with Angel Reese being gone for the team, somebody says, hey, hey, reporter. You guys are about to go on the road. Kim, um, you're headed to the Nassau. She's headed somewhere, Trinidad and Tobago. They're going on some road trip, playing a little beach beach tournament. Reporter's like, is Angel Reese going to make the trip? And Kim is appalled. That someone would ask if one of the star players is going to play on the basketball team. National player of the year. Yes. Correct. The star player. Someone says, Kim, will Angel Reese make the trip? And Kim says, sometimes you want to know more than you're entitled to know. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. You're not getting that information out of me. Nuclear codes? I think not. (laughs) Kim is... I think the exact... Was it... What is it? None of your business? None of your business. You stop asking that. You stop asking. I'm not going to lie. If our best player is going to play. It's kind of our business. Yeah. No, you are the beat reporter for the team and the national player of the year is away from the team. And we still don't really know why we have rumors and, and can kind of put two and two together. We don't really know why. And then, then the coach says she might not be out there and might not make the trip because she's not with them. And then it's not our business whether she's going or not. Kim. And Ugh. she says, this, this is what I think infuriates me so much about the interaction. I've seen her do this before. I have seen her do. I've seen her in I'm a, sure we have. In a press have. conference where somebody is like, hey, Kim, is Queen Egbo, play, or, you know, somebody asked. This was the, the question. Somebody? Never forget it, right? <laughs> some, it, it was like. Literally Jerry Hill or someone that's <laughs> Oh, I thought your... it was you or Cam. I, I was... Oh, no. <laughs> it was Not someone yet. who's been a beat writer at Baylor forever, who everybody knows and nobody hates them because they're a great person. Like, Kim, do you know if Queen will be back next game? And Kim goes, I do. And that was it. What's the point? Just be a nice person. For one second, please. Just be a nice She's person. She's teaching reporters to not ask yes or no questions. She's really doing a service to journalists. She is. I did. It was like... I and this is... The, the thing that sucks about Kim Mulkey, one of, um, is it was it was always this way. Right? It's, this isn't a bitter thing. It, as good or as bad as it can go, it's always like this. She's always... The, has to be the smartest person in the room and make yes. sure you know it. That's it. Yes. And make sure you feel like it. You know, and like, there is always this kind of back and forth for you and I who are big fans, who are also in journalism, but also get to know coaches really well. Like, there are some things that don't need to be out there. Yes. This is not one of them. Like, this is a, this is a deal. Like, we, the deal is, 
we do our jobs and you do yours. And again, it's just no matter how good the team was, and I always loved her as a coach. She's, again, one of the best coaches to ever do it in this sport. Yeah. And the fire she brings and the way most of, but not close to all of, her players talk about her uh, are good things. You know, they, they grow. But no matter what, there's always been a hatred there. There's always been a spite there. And that's from her to us, not necessarily from us to her. Yeah, weird that you say that. Weird that you, because there were not a lot of players that came out after the national championship and said congrats. That's that's the thing that if you, if I had said this at the segment last year, I would have said almost all, but her, but Brittany Griner um, would have said good things about her. But what? once she left Baylor, there weren't a lot of players that were saying, "Hey, congrats, coach." In fact, no. there was some of the opposite from star the, players the like players Melissa Smith on the team. We're like we're gonna we are going to stay in spite of Kim Mulkey. Yes. We're staying at Baylor. Yes, or or like you say, how many you know um, hyped her up after winning that national championship. How many of them go on to coach for her? Mm. Not very many. Mike Krzyzewski has a couple every year. Yeah. Gino has some. Kim Monkey does not. Kim's had quote. Summit had some. Kim's quote You see it says, all the time in the men's game. I'm going to protect my players always. No, you're not. You're not, This though. is literally, you are you're doing not. the opposite of protecting your players. You are doing the opposite of, you, all you have done is sit at a podium and you and your program and the players and the parents have spewed drama the last week. You got up and you're like, I have a cold. Might be COVID. I'm not getting tested. I know, sissy. Like, what are we, what are you talking about? Shut what are up. we even doing? Do you, do you, are you cool? Are you cool because you have the flu? Are you cool because you have COVID and you're not going to get tested? Does, what's she the would, point She in had to that? have been, she had to have been that kid growing up that, like, just nothing was good enough for them. Like, they were just too cool for brat? everything. Are you looking for the word brat? Is that what you're yeah, looking for? Well, yeah, yeah. I was thinking more like a teenager. But, yeah, no, that, I guess that would still be the Someone's case. Someone's just asking whether or not this player is going to play. Will this player play in the upcoming game? Like, not even that, if they're going to make the trip. Yeah. Like, I mean, I obviously, she would if she made the trip, probably. But, right. But, like, th- this is... Imagine if... You're covering the Lakers. You say, is LeBron going to make the trip? Like, he's been out. And we don't really know why. Right. And the coach says, that's none of your business. You, why would you ever ask that? Why would you be entitled to that yes, information? Yes, to then, to then push you down for asking that question. Like, she is the national player of the year. This is, I mean, their job is to cover LSU basketball, but the clicks they get are covering Angel Reese. Mm-hmm. That's their job. Yeah. The national, again, Aaron makes a great point. The national... So yeah, th- that reporter is entitled. Not a you know fan of LSU basketball, but we as the public, the fans of the media, we're absolutely entitled to that. Yeah. Absolutely, to the information of whether or not a player is just going to play. If it's a crazy situation like that you just don't know, they're not asking. Then that is one thing. Hey Kim, but Kim, absolutely, it's it's her decision. Of course she knows. It's not a Angel Reese hasn't been showing up to class. Angel Reese has a bad GPA. She's getting in fights with other players. She's getting in fights with other players' parents. The <laughs> drama is public. Those questions, Kim has every right to be like, yeah, I can't disclose. Right. And maybe even throw in a little bit of chippiness with it. Sure, but not a hey. Uh, I, I wonder if it was a student reporter. I hope not. They just got oh, their dreams oh. and soul crushed. Oh, like Shashevsky did that, that one kid. Yeah, um, it's happened. Then she makes done it. Bobby Knight certainly done it. This is how she closes it. If you do some disciplining of your own children, do you think we're entitled to know that? 
is the stupidest possible comparison that she could make in this scenario. This is not your household. This is not the confines, the four walls of your home, and the kid that you popped out. This is a National College Basketball Player of the Year. If if Eric Spolstra said that, somebody's like, hey, what's the injury report look like? Whoa. Would I tell you what my son's injury is? What? What? She knows knows exactly what to say that is, I guess the way to put it, is just dumb enough that you're like, how do I even respond to that? Like, it's something, it's always a response that cuts you, it makes you feel bad, and that so many of her own fans would be like, yeah, yeah, you tell them, Kim, but also doesn't make enough sense. You know what I mean by that? Like, that's... Like if she put, you see that that transcription on Twitter, and the LSU fans are gonna be like, plus one, yeah, they don't need to know. Screw the media. But you, as the media person, is like, have we all lost the plot here? Like I'm entitled to say that, but you say something high and mighty that gives me just enough pause to be like, I don't even know what to say to that. It is so. Like, you know what I mean? It's so She's perfect good too, at that. that the her whole the the crux of the message is I stand up for my players, I protect my players. No, you don't. No, you And there are and there are receipts to, to totally back up that you don't back up. Largest story in women's basketball in the last maybe decade. Almost ever. Is the, when, maybe the biggest crossover ever, story ever in women's basketball. Is when a player that Kim Mulkey recruited and coached for four years was sent to a prison in Russia. Now, let's break this down. Kim just told me that her players are like her kids, right? Sure. That she's not, that you're not entitled to information about her kids, these players. When Brittany Griner got thrown into prison in Russia. Well, she was, she was banging the gavel, to be fair. She was being really outspoken and defending her kids like she always does, right, Drake? Was Kim coming out and talking about how, how she's just, you know, Thought, even thoughts and prayers, which is the minimum that people give now, for her kids. And and you're probably sitting at home going, you may be sitting at home saying, well, Brittany Griner did something that was illegal. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't, I don't even know if that's part of the argument. And here. I don't care. If your son or your daughter, who Kim Mulkey has just said, these are her daughters, if your daughter yeah. is in a Russian prison for mass murder, much less whatever the weed crap was, you're probably going to have some sort of care, some sort of human saying love, something, some sort of Christian or general moral compass that gives you a, yeah, that is tearing me up. But no, she didn't. She didn't have anything to say about her kid. Instead, the stepmom, Nikki Collin, yeah. or the, the mom, mom who, who stepped, stepped up, up, is the one who led a complete campaign to say, she didn't condone anything. No, nope. it's not a, oh, the, uh, hey, we we believe that, you know, Brittany Griner, it, it was never a, she never did anything wrong. I don't even know if she said once any anything uttering the word innocence, right. like ever. It was. That's well put. Very it well was, put. we need to bring her home. And that was kind of the whole, I don't want to rehash the whole Brittany Griner thing, but that was, I think, the crux of it all. But to your point, how hard is it for Kim Mulkey to just say, you know, I, I've known her since she was a kid. Mm. Um, I really, we went through a lot together. Um, I really love Brittany. Um, 
no matter what side you're on on this, I just sincerely hope we can bring her home. Mm-hmm. And a normal person would probably get teared up saying that with the relationship that they could have and probably should have had. But instead, she basically cops out, says, oh, you know, I, I can't say I don't want to do anything bad to LSU or whatever it was. It's, a good it's just a bunch of crap, man. And, and that's the kind of thing that just makes me rethink a lot of Kim Mulkey. It's a good text. Will she ever, this that will text, never take away from her as a coach, but these kinds of things. This text says, she's old school. You guys are too young to understand. Too young for what? what? Okay, what? Too young for divas? My grandma's not a diva. My grandma's not a, she's not mean to people. She's not and that's uh, And by the way, a brat. you know who probably texted that in? Kim Mulkey herself. Because <laughs> that's what she always say. I'm old school. Maybe I'm just old school, but this, that, the other. Right. It's like, is old school what? coming out and saying that you're tired of hearing about a major sexual assault scandal? Yeah. And telling them to, you know, slap people? It's like, I, I get being, I, I mean, mean, I, I grew what, up in the so, backwoods okay. of Arkansas. In a town of <laughs> That's 3, old school. In a town of 3,000 people in Arkansas. I've seen old school, and old school is not in the level of entitlement, entitlement that Kim Mulkey brings to everyday scenarios. So, okay, let's play this out. If it's 1964, okay, and... Wilt Chamberlain isn't going to make the trip with the Philadelphia Warriors, the biggest player in basketball. Um, and we asked that same question, and the coach says it's none of your business. 1964, everyone goes about their day. They're just like, yeah, you know what? They're right. Totally right. But that's old school. I'm sorry I'm not old school enough for that. Coming Keep up. talking. I unplugged this by accident. Who died today in history? And also, what happened today in sports in history? This. Is the Drake Toll Show. The Baylor Coaches Show. This Wednesday, beginning at 7 p.m., live from Rudy's in Waco. We invite you to join us for our final Coaches Show, live from Rudy's for the semester. It comes up on Wednesday. Our guests will be Mitch Thompson, Baylor head baseball coach, and Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach. That is Wednesday. Derek Smith hosting, and it's on Fox Sports Central Texas, 93.9 FM. Does your company need CDL drivers? We can help. ATDS assists companies with training their employees to obtain their CDL license to fill driving positions. There's somewhat freight to be hauled and not enough drivers to keep up with the demand, especially since it's a requirement to attend a truck driving school now to get your CDL license. ATDS trains drivers for over 20 different companies. They can obtain their CDL license in as little as 20 days and be on the road working immediately. Our only requirement is that you must have a valid Texas driver's license, no outstanding tickets or warrants, and you must be able to pass a drug screen and DOT physical. We train and test on manual transmissions, which sets us apart from other schools in the area. We do not want our students to have an automatic restriction on their license. We start a new class every two weeks, and we also have weekend classes available. Call us at 254-829-1694 to get your employees enrolled to obtain their CDL license. Extraco banks have made so much of our company growth possible. They tailor everything to us. We want to innovate and we're willing to take the risk, but they help us mitigate that risk, limit the downside. Jason Collier is more than just a banker to us. It's been a great partnership without which we could not have grown our business like we have. To learn more, visit extracobanks.com. Extraco Banks is member FDIC. 
You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Everyone at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac loves giving back to the Central Texas community. And once again, they're participating in the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots campaign. And they're asking for your support. Toys for Tots is an annual campaign that helps less fortunate children throughout the United States experience the joy of Christmas. Now through December 7th, listeners of this radio station are invited to participate in Toys for Tots by bringing a new unwrapped toy to Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Drop it off in the bed of the 2024 GMC Sierra pickup truck right there on the showroom floor. The Marines will then distribute these toys to children in need throughout Central Texas. Also, if you purchase an in-stock new or pre-owned vehicle from the dealership, Richard Carr will purchase $100 of toys in your name for the Marines to distribute. Merry Christmas from your friends at Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac, 900 West Loop 340 at Imperial Drive in Waco. Rise and dine with the Fiesta Brunch at La Fiesta every Saturday morning. Come enjoy family recipes made from scratch like huevos rancheros, breakfast enchiladas, chicken and waffles, or on the lighter side, avocado toast. And don't forget to try their Mexican coffee, fresh squeezed orange juice, or even a peach bellini. It's a Fiesta Brunch. La Fiesta, located off Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is our most important ingredient. Show. Well, Robbie's got a brand new girlfriend. Cameron Stewart. Tuesday everywhere else. Aaron Sexton. Turn by Troubadours. Oh. Yeah. So we talked about Adam Schobel real quick. I'm going to try to get the coach of the Columbus Cardinals on the show tomorrow. So if he's not, that's on me. Okay. Not on Drake. Um, I can't. I would Adam Schobel, the quarterback. So Columbus back. is playing Lorena this Friday, which is a game we'll have on East uh-huh. Central Texas. So that's a big one uh, to bring up that game. This dude played in the first round last year. And the quarterback for Columbus, Adam Schobel, a Baylor commit in the class of 2025, just got a, a fourth star on his rankings today. Big day for him. Number one recruit, quarterback recruit in Texas for that class. That's why I looked up who the coach of the Columbus Cardinals is. Coach Schobel? <laughs> Be Coach Matthew Schobel. Yes. Yes, baby. Yes. yes. Come on. I don't know if that's actually good or bad for this, but I don't either. Hopefully. He, I think uh, I made it when he committed. He was so young. My first reaction to his commitment was no way this lasts. And and that is fair, no matter what the situation is around a program. Yeah. So as a sophomore, this is right. Yes, his sophomore season. No, junior, junior season. He committed as a sophomore. Yeah. Uh, so that's. I mean, it, it's easy to say with Dave Rand on the hot seat. You don't know who, you know, who's going to be the coach next year or anything. But even just in general, that's three years off is a long way. Is that, do you want me to keep going? I just, you know, you were on a tirade. I wanted to give you your money. No, 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 no. I was just going to say that's not necessarily a Baylor-specific thing. but oh. And we'll see. I mean, he's still got 
another season. I just sent you a tweet. And he just got a fourth star. So. I sent you a tweet. Who died today in history? And this day in sports history. Um, over the course of today's show, we hit you with a lot of football, a lot of Baylor. Would you rather be Baylor or TCU? We both think Dave Aranda is still going to be the coach next year. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Probably that's just the way Baylor works. Um, the Big 12, college football, talking expansion, and how here in a couple of years, schools like Baylor just won't exist anymore because they everybody just wants money. Um, Kim Mulkey being herself, which has been a topic on this show probably three times so far. Yeah, I, I, don't, get old, I don't get tired of talking about Kim Mulkey. Which again, that's a that's a win for Kim Mulkey. <laughs> if we could get, we can just she will stay in the in the narrative here. Could we implore the FCC? We just call the FCC and we tell them like, look, here based on what these things X Y Z Kim Mulkey has done, can you please just give us thirty minutes unabridged? Just thirty minutes, all we ask for. Once they read the trans, once they read all of Kim Mulkey's track record, they'd be like, you know what, guys, you deserve it. You've earned this. Thirty minutes go. Um, you ready? I'm ready. All right. You see the tweet I sent you. Oh, you wanted me to check that now? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. We just usually talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I sent you this. Oh. <laughs> the Michael Richards one? No, no, oh. no, no. no. Uh, that's funny. Michael Richards did come that's out with funny. a book. Um, Which I, I kind of want to read it. Rated R. Rated I kind of want to read it, man. Uh, today in sports, today in who died? Philip I, Duke of Burgundy, died today. November 21st in what year? 1325. Oh, 1361. That's the closest I've been on the first on the first one that you've done, I think, ever. The fact you even got in the 13s is that's impressive. That's pretty good. It's impressive. How about, I'll keep it in sports here, Harry Boyle. Harry Boyle. Keeping it in sports, okay. Round keep. arm cricket bowler. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, even cricket had to. Take a while to get really organized. Yep. 1628. 1907. Oh, okay. That's a big jump. Huge That's a jump big jump. For Harry Boyle, which is a great name, by the way. Franz Joseph I, the emperor of Austria. Franz Joseph I, king of Hungary, Croatia, and Bohemia. Uh, Wore a lot of hats, man. Wore a lot of hats. I'm going to guess. I'll give you the age. You want the age? 1914. 19. 16. Oh, I knew it was one of those two. I mean, it's Franz Ferdinand. He was 86 years old. That, like, that's his son, was Franz Ferdinand, or his grandson, whoever took the throne. Right? The, he was the prince. Emperor of Austria, king of Hungary, king of Croatia, king of Bohemia. Good for him. Good for Franz Joseph I. How about <clears throat> Ricardo Flores Magon, Mexican anarchist, died today in what year? Trying to think about when that anarchy was in Mexico. <laughs> Every day, man. 2023. No, no, no. Um, 1924. 1922. 1922. You're, you're nailing these. You're getting close. Would you believe me if I said I almost said that? Mm. I didn't. My first thought was 1921, though, which is closer than two years. Lawrence Harding, first lady, wife of William G. Harding. By the way, I think her death is his excuse to marry like a 15-year-old. He <laughs> Classic Warren Hart. Him, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Malone walk into a bar. Uh, Dave Bless pours him a drink. What are you doing on your phone over here? I'm reaching out to a source. Would you 
you play the game for a second, please? <laughs> You're ruining my game today. Uh, Florence Harding. Yeah, well, you hadn't given me a chance to answer yet. 1935. 1924. 1924. <clears throat> J.B.M. Herzog. South American general. Mm-hmm. 1938. All right, I'll give you one you'll know. Um, his was... I don't... I, I couldn't... I couldn't... Wait, what was his? 42. Because I wouldn't... Be so confident in me knowing. American Baseball Hall of Famer Mel Ott. Ooh. Yeah. Right fielder, 12-time MLB All-Star. For some reason, there was, a, there was a year that just went straight into my head. Let's try it. 1953. 58. Oh. Dies in an auto accident at 49. Yeah, I did know he died early. One of the great underrated players. Gone way too the way. soon. If you he and me. my dad overlapped in life. Overlapped in life? Six months. Yeah, yeah okay. Bill was born in May of 58. Another Hall of Famer died today. Carl Hubble. King Carl Hubble. Same Carl era, Hubble. same team, both Giants. Wow. 1964. 88. Wow, he, he had a, a good run, man. Time. Do you know what King Carl Hubble's known for? No, what is he known for? Do you remember, I'm, I, you don't remember this, but, I, I mean, neither do I, but you know about when Pedro Martinez in the 99 All-Star game struck out four batters in a row, or Four of the first five batters. They're all Hall of Famers. Okay. He didn't he was not the first pitcher to do four straight strikeouts to start an all-star game. That oh. was Carl Hubble in 1934. It was ooh, it was Ted Simmons, Jimmy Fox. Oh, we might have to look that one up. Wow. Your your Good sports one. knowledge is just He was he was big in the screwball, which is I mean, mostly a change up. Basically a a good changeup. Vulcan changeup is what you'd hear it called now. Thank you. Last couple of these. I'll give you some more sports. Ricky Yacobi, Indonesian soccer striker. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, 2002. 2020. We lost him in 2020. And British guitarist, singer of She Does It Right, in the band Dr. Feelgood, Wilco Johnson. 2022. 2022. That was Wilco Johnson. Uh, there, were there any on there that were like... Too easy that you're like, I can't ask him. Uh, it's probably a better for, for this day in sports history. Yeah, but. this day in sports history make it a lot easier. This day in sports because history. Because I know there are ones that come up there that you're like, I can't. Cameron will know. Um, no. I know there are. Did you say, what's the, it's the 22nd we're on the air, right? Yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Are you excited about that one? <laughs> I mean, excited to rehash it? I don't know. This day in sports history. But I like to be able to get one right. 1902, baseball's Philadelphia Athletic. Dang it. That would be the Dang. year, wouldn't it? Dang. That is Oh, how can I try to guess goes. what it was? 1902. Yeah, baseball, Philadelphia, Philadelphia Athletics. Athletics. The owner appoints himself the manager. The Athletics and Phillies form pro football teams. Oh. Joining the Pittsburgh Stars in a first attempt at the National Football League. That's interesting. Yeah. Shy Park. Yeah. Baseball teams create football teams. Give that me. happened a lot, man. And their names were a lot of overlap, even when it wasn't the teams. Like, um, like all the early days, like New York Yankees, Chicago Cubs. In what that. year did the New York Yankees buy Joe DiMaggio from the San Francisco, San Francisco Seals? Um, ooh, I know when he made his debut, but I'm going to guess the year they bought him was 1934. 1934? <clears throat> Joe DiMaggio. Yeah, baby. Yeah. By the New York Yankees. And debuted in 1936. In what, yeah. in what year did the New York Rangers score an NHL record eight goals in one period? That's crazy. Yeah. Um, 19, 
5471. Okay. Eddie Murray, AL rookie of the year, what year? Ooh. Seventy-six. Seventy-seven. <laughs> Seventy-seven. <laughs> Give me ah. Chelsea manager Roberto Di Matteo yes. is fired and replaced by Rafael Benitez. Rafa Benitez. Yeah. Rafa Benitez. Rafa Benitez. Rafa, Rafa Benitez. That would be 2012. It was 2012. You yep. landed at home. And then Rafa one of the great all-time Liverpool managers led them to the Europa League title in 2013. Did he? Di really? Matteo won won the Champions League the year before. I mean, he was a nobody, but you've impressed me. Rafa you've Benitez, impressed me. With Xabi your Alonso, soccer Luis Garcia, 2021 <laughs> would be the year for this one. I've given you the year again. Um, that was the first Qatar Grand Prix. Who won it? Oh, don't tell me. Formula U. Uh, Formula. One motor race at the Lozielle International Circus I mean, in Qatar. It, it can be no one else but him. Yeah. Jean Gillard. It's not Jean Gillard. What? It's not for You're the following reasons. Who was it? Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Oh, he is the big name, right? Yeah, he yeah, is the I big name. So. Yeah. You people at home, you people. You people. Two five four six six two sixteen six. Tell me, is he the is he the is he your king? The is regular he your god? Yeah. Are you you're not an F one guy, are you? No. Never I I didn't get I was going to say I didn't get into NASCAR either, but I know plenty of people that don't yeah. know anything about Aaron, NASCAR that love F1. Aaron, do you like F1? What's this? Uh, Aaron's a soccer fan, F1 though. F1 thing. Not like Mosley, but yeah, Aaron's yeah. a soccer guy. Mosley loves auxiliary sports. When we heard today that Olympic guy. sports are going to suffer because of the new NCAA rules, Mosley was punching a hair. Rafa. Punching a hair. You're welcome for that question, by the way. That was who died That was today. great. That was, that, was, that was the one that you would normally avoid to make me... To make it tougher. And on this day in sports and history. It, and, yeah. I just, you could barely tell me, like, yeah, I, it's impressive what you can do. It's impressive what you can do. Made in the image of God. Yeah. Good for you. God's special interest. I'll see you at Bible study tonight. Yes, brother. Thanks, man. Uh, it's Cameron God, God told all the girls growing up to not talk to me, not even look at me. Did they listen? So that I would get these, these right. That I would get this trivia down. I was asking trivia questions to people in the office today, man. I knew a frightening amount of them. Uh, which brings us back to the Alex Trebek thing. Yeah. I think I'm smarter than Alex Trebek. Wow. Well, now, yes. Today, if, I, if, I, if we took the Jeopardy test today, you would Alex beat him. Trebek and me, I would get a higher score. Yeah, for sure. I'd he get might not score? get one right. He might not get a single one right. So I can act smug. I can act Kim Mulkey smug on like Alex entitled. Trebek. She is entitled. Uh, John Morris. She'll be up. on tomorrow, of course. Let's bring you Baylor. Uh, you the one o'clock gonna, hour. Matt's going to have her on tomorrow. Be the press box. Yes. Oh, that would be fantastic. Kim Mulkey, the press box. Horhorn. Just reading scores. Yes. Like FIU basketball played last night. Great. And then Lark <laughs> throws in a wild card and he's like, Yeah, you think Dale Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> I think he should be. Uh, it's Cameron Stewart, Aaron Saxon. You got John oh, I love Morris. This show, man. I it's love this show. Coming up at 2 o'clock, Matt Mosley. From 3 to 6 today, God only knows what he's going to talk about. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show. This has been It Always Will Be. And thanks for making it your lunchtime. Listen every day. The Drake Toll Show.
Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM with Derek Smith and Lori Fogelman. The Baylor women back in action Friday, Black Friday in the Farrell Center hosting McNeese. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off. It's a 2 p.m. tip-off Friday on 104.9 FM. Tune into Baylor women's basketball on 104.9 FM. At CMC Auto Group, we don't have a popcorn machine in the lobby or any other crazy gimmick to get you in the door. I'm Justin Kramer. When you walk in, you will be greeted by me or Julio. We have been selling quality, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs for the last 20 years by offering upfront best cash price to save you time and money. At CMC Auto Group, I want to invite you to come by Highway 6 and Imperial, shake my hand, and see what makes us different. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and through